Hi, I'm Ken. And I'm Dee. And this is Antiques Freaks. Shimmy Time Podcast. This week, we will be reading The Sailor's Word Book. <laughs> oh, God. That's such a promising title right out the gate. Oh, that's not the complete title, D, because the complete title is The Sailor's Word Book, an alphabetical digest of nautical terms, including some more especially military and scientific, but useful to seamen, semicolon, as well as archaisms of early voyagers, etc. Where did you happen upon such a tome? Archive.org. <laughs> Take note, everyone, if you need research material, archive.org has it. By the late Admiral W.H. Smith, that's Smith with a Y, revised for the press by Vice Admiral Sir E. Belcher. <laughs> Published 1867. Wow. My favorite sitcom is probably Two Admirals. Two and a Half Admirals. <laughs> two and a Half Admirals and a Pizza Place. Now, why are we reading the Sailor's Word Book? Because you are a big fan of maritime history? Because in our weekly chapter-by-chapter read-through of Varney the Vampire on our Patreon, patreon.com slash antiquesfreaks, we have encountered the Admiral. Oh yeah, Admiral Bell. Who is one of the best characters in all of literary fiction and speaks almost entirely in 19th century nautical slang. Did you really pick this up so that you could better understand Admiral Bell? I picked it up for a second time so I could better (laughs) understand Admiral Bell. That is the most Ken thing I've ever heard Ken say. (laughs) We were puzzled by phrases such as bumboat women, so we dove into the research archives to recover this nautical dictionary. And given that Varney is going to be a part of our lives for, I guess, the next 20 years. Five years. I think it was <laughs> I think it was a good choice. At a chapter a week, it works out to almost exactly five years. <laughs> That's a long enough haul for me to be interested in getting into the research of it. We have a five-year plan, and that five-year plan is Varney the Vampire. <laughs> Imagine if someone, you're on a dating app and someone's like, what's your five-year plan? And you're like, well, I'm just going to continue reading Varney the Vampire. <laughs> That's your whole plan. Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> finishing Varney the Vampire. I've made great inroads in finishing Varney the Vampire. <laughs> we will not be reading the entirety of the Sailor's Word Book on air because many entries are both technical and boring. Imagine Also, in its entirety, it comes in at over 300,000 words. No way! Are you serious? Yes. They knew how to write a tome back in the day. However, some entries are too good not to share. So, in this episode, we will be covering what I consider the best entries under the letter A. (laughs) (laughs) I see this book might also become a part of our five-year plan. Well, if we do one letter per episode, that's 26 episodes, so that's only half a year. It's a lot of good content, though. (laughs) Good content. (laughs) Our first word is abaft. (laughs) That's the lead singer guy from Immortal, the black metal band Immortal. This word, generally speaking, means behind, inferred relatively, beginning from the stem and continuing towards the stern that is the hinder part of the ship. Abbey Lubber. Any guesses for Abbey Lubber, D? Is that a religious sailor or a monk who was taken to the boat? It is an old term of reproach for idleness and is here quoted only as bearing upon the nautical lubber. Oh, what's the Abbey part? In the burning of Paul's church, 1563, it is thus explained. An abbey lubber that was idle, well-fed, a long, lewd, lither loiterer that might work and would not. That was so much words. 
So an Abby lover is a lazy motherfucker. Okay. A brochin. A brochin? A brochin. It's what you do in Savers. You go through the jewelry section and go a brochin. <laughs> nice. I do do that. It is the old term for beginning or broaching a barrel, cask, or any vessel of drink. Drink. And that's drink with a Y and an E. Oh, like old timey. Oh, yes. Able Wackets. Uh, that's a Wacket who's pretty good. A can-do Wacket. A can-do Wacket. It is a popular sea game with cards wherein the loser is beaten over the palms of the hands with a handkerchief twisted tightly like a rope. Very popular with horny-fisted salts. All right. Okay. All right. Uh Uh-huh. They do realize that when you're explaining things, you can't use terms that you're going to have to also later explain in the book, right? But then you encourage the reader to keep reading. Then you encourage the reader to fucking slowly lose their mind as they're constantly cross-referencing every other page. Thus increasing the read time. It's like when a video game puts, like, quest markers on opposite sides of the map so you waste most of the playtime going back and forth. It's like that, but for a book. Hours and hours of playtime has the Sailor's Word book. Yeah, but the IGN isn't coming back and saying, like, wow, the Sailor's Word book is so replayable. Their motivation for doing this is very low. I mean, I'm diving into it a second time, so I would say replayability, top notch. So I guess I should contact IGN is what you're saying. Yes. Surely the Dishonored people must be in on this, right? I think the Dishonored people are too busy engineering new ways to make you eat rats. (laughs) Abraham men. That's a man named Abraham. I know that one. That's easy. A cant term for vagabonds who formerly begged about under pretense of having been discharged destitute from ships and hospitals. Whence an idle malingerer wanting to enter the doctor's list is said to sham Abraham. From a ward in Bedlam, which was appropriated for the reception of idiots, which was named Abraham. It is a very old term and was cited by Burton in the Anatomy of Melancholy so far back as 1621. I'm going to beg your forgiveness very briefly as this as I'm coming up on this goof that I'm about to do. Uh-huh. That is my favorite Smashing Pumpkins album. Anatomy of Melancholy? Yes. I know I made the same joke, I think, like legitimately just last episode. Uh-huh. So, um... <laughs> Here at Antiques Freaks, we guarantee you at least one bad Smashing Pumpkins joke per week. It's going to be one bad Smashing Pumpkins joke, and it's going to hinge entirely just on... Melancholy and the infinite sadness? Yeah, it's going to be just that one album that I'm making jokes about. Abstract. The worst kind of art. Thank you. That's all I need to know, I guess. (laughs) A brief register of the warrant officer's stores by which the supplies, expenses, and remains are duly balanced. An abstract log contains the most important subjects of a ship's log. I included this mostly to its startling similarity to a research abstract. The chunk of a study you read if you want to know what the study's about and what the important bits are. Oh, I wonder if those are related. I mean, probably. Almost assuredly. Yeah. Academite. That's a guy who learns, a book-learning man. An old term for an officer brought up at the Royal Navy Academy at Portsmouth, afterwards renamed the Royal Naval College. That was pretty close. Now, as this is an audio medium, you might have heard the similarities between Academite, A-C-A-D-E-M-I-T-E, and Acatamite, A space C-A-T-A-M-I-T-E. Oh. So basically I'm wondering if it's an oblique reference to rum, sodomy, and the lash. That all sounds like a very good time. (laughs) Accommodations. That's where you stay. Yes, it is cabins fitted for passengers. Yeah, nailed it. I'm so good at this. (laughs) 
Ackmen or Ack Pirates. Oh, that's when the artist who's Kathy, the comic Kathy, is doing pirates. They are freshwater thieves, those who steal on navigable rivers. <laughs> so was that a problem for people? Almost certainly. That's hysterical. <laughs> okay, all right, yep. <laughs> a cockbill. <laughs> I recuse myself from just figuring out what this means. The definition in full is the anchor hangs by its ring at the cat head ready for dropping. No further explanation. (laughs) Needed or required. Got it. (laughs) What the fuck? Acre fight. Well, that's when you're fighting for your acre. It's when Winnie the Pooh goes off the rails. (laughs) Nice, yeah. Winnie the Pooh's had it. An old duel fought by warriors between the frontiers of England and Scotland with sword and lance. Now I know what you're thinking. Why is this in the sailor's word book? An excellent question, which will not be answered either in this book or on this podcast. Oh, okay. Well, fuck me, I guess. A dreamt. That's when you're sleeping and you're having a dreamt. Correct. It is dozing. The sensation so often combated with towards the end of a first or middle watch, it being the state as an old author has it between sleeping and waking. I didn't think I was going to be right about that one. You've done it, you have. Aromancy. Ooh, I don't know what that is, but it sounds sexy. Formerly the art of divining by the air, but now used for foretelling the changes in the weather, either by experience or by instruments. That's exciting. You're a weather wizard. A weather wizard. Afeard. Scared. This is a very common expression for afraid, and though thought low, is a true archaism of our language as seen in Shakespeare, Chaucer, and Ben Jonson. <laughs> My favorite guys. Affectionate friends. Oh boy, we're getting here, huh? Is this where we're moving to? A polite term for your uncle's roommate of 40 years. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good friends. (laughs) An official inconsistent subscription, even to letters of reproof and impressed, used by the former board of commissioners of the Navy to such officers as were not of noble families or bore titles. The only British board that ever made so mean a distinction, equally kind with the regrets of the clergy on burning a heretic, or those of Walton and cutting a live fish tenderly. I didn't like any part of that answer, to be 100% with you. Would you like to ask some qualifying questions? Yeah, what? So, affectionate friend was what the board of commissioners of the Navy would use to refer to any naval officer who didn't already have a family title. So a common-born officer would be called an affectionate friend by the Board of Commissioners of the Navy. And the author points out that this is interesting because it's the only part of the British military that would ever, like, mark people out in this way. Like, be this much of a dick about it. Oh, okay. Be this fucking condescending. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I got all caught up in, like, the weirdly erotic description of fish cutting. (laughs) It is said that this practice was discontinued in consequence of a distinguished naval captain, a knight, adding your affectionate friend. He was thereupon desired to discontinue such an expression when he replied, I am, gentlemen, no longer your affectionate friend. (laughs) That kind of rules, yeah. A four. Before. A Saxon word opposed to abaft and signifying that part of the ship which lies forward or near the stem. Oh, like fore and aft. I don't know why it took me so long to make the distinction. You've done it, you have. A foundret. Well, you lost it in a foundret. (laughs) (laughs) It is an archaism of sunk or foundered. Oh, okay. Aft castle. An elevation on the after part of our ship opposed to the forecastle. Oh, I didn't know that that, you know, I knew about the forecastle. I never asked about what came after. Agonist. 
the special man whose job is to inflict pain. A champion prize fighter. Ooh. Which, I suspect, much like you, is called so because his job is to endure and or cause agony. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, agony in every direction is kind of your main job. Agony much more painful than yours. Wait, so you just have one of those on a boat? I think it might be a favored pastime of sailors who are otherwise extremely bored at sea. <laughs> Albany beef. <laughs> that's, uh, that's that good, good meat from Albany. A name for the sturgeon of the Hudson River where it is taken in quantity for commerce. I've never heard that once in my life. All overish. Like you're all over the place. You're all overish. Kind of, in a sideways sort of way. It means the state of feeling when a man is neither ill nor well, restless in bed, and indifferent to meals. Aloft. What's up? Above, overhead, on high. Yeah, going up. Synonymous with up above the tops, at the masthead, or anywhere about the higher yards, masts, and riggings of the ships. Aloft there is the hailing of the people in the tops. Away aloft is the command to people in the rigging to climb to their stations. And it also refers to heaven as in poor Tom is gone aloft. I see. A.M. The morning. The unseals for ante-meridian or in the forenoon. So yeah, morning. I never questioned what A.M. stood for before. So like, I knew that it was ante-meridian at some point because I'm clock person, but I, it's one of those things where like, I knew the words and no idea what they meant. It turns out it's just Len. It's ante-meridian before noon. Huh. The more you know. I hope everyone learned something today. Well, several things, I guess. This book has a lot to say. Ambassador. I mean, that's just the job that you can have, right? A practical joke performed on board ship in warm climates in which the dupes are unmercifully ducked in the wash deck tub. What? Things get wild at sea. <laughs> yeah, that... I don't... <laughs> I didn't like that at all. <laughs> They're putting him in the tub. Amy. Oh, she's on Big Bang Theory. She's the worst sister in Little Women. No, it is a foreigner serving on board subject to some prince in friendship with us. Oh, okay. And this isn't stated outright, but I'm guessing it's probably from the French word ami, which means friend. Oh, okay. Aneroid. That's a kind of steroid. A portable barometer or instrument for showing variations of the weather by the pressure of the atmosphere upon a metallic box hermetically sealed. I included this because it did come up in our Karnaki episode where Karnaki vibrated the sea. Oh, I think you can. And Gossiade. That is that musician that did somebody that you used to know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is an astronomical falsehood, a term originating from the pretended observations of Dianjos at Malta. No further details. All right. Anchor, spelled A-N-K-E-R. Oh, okay. I thought I knew what it was until that. An anchor of brandy contains 10 gallons. Oh. Anchor fish. With the same spelling of anchor. Oh, that's a fish that contains 10 gallons of brandy. <laughs> <laughs> it is the name of a kind of cuttlefish. Aww. I know how much you love cuttlefish. You're so good. Anti-lucan. Those are the shots you fire to get Luke out of the way. Latin for before daylight. Really? With anti being before and lucan being, I'm assuming, related to light. Well. What with Lucifer being the morning star. Well, blow me down. Anti-guggler. <laughs> well, that's my stance 20% of the time, as I do not want to see anyone guggling in my presence. A straw or crooked tube introduced into a spirit cask or neck of a bottle to suck out the contents, commonly used to rob the captain's steward's hanging safe in hot climates. 
Oh, it's the liquor stealing straw. I drink your liquor. I drink your liquor. <laughs> I drink it up. Anyhow, that is the word. That's not just me trying to move along. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was sorry. I was also drinking a drink, and but I was like staring in consternation, trying to figure out like, was that a word he was saying? I'm like, I was supposed to ask like, what? <laughs> okay, good. It is the word. And it means do the duty by all means and at any rate or risk, as Nelson, impatient for getting to Copenhagen in 1801, exclaimed, let it be by the sound, by the belt, or any how, only lose not an hour. By the sound. I know that there was a lot to take in there, but like that's kind of what I focused in on. Sound is capitalized, so I'm assuming it refers to a specific body of water going into land. Well, okay, that's not what I thought of first. I included it because I had assumed anyhow was a much more recent expression. I, yeah, I also had, I'm pretty surprised to find that it goes back that far. Another surprise for me was apple pie order. I didn't know apple pie was that old. I'm also astonished to find it in a British text rather than an American one. Yeah, they have apples in Britain? Yes, they do have apples in Britain. That's where we got apples. <laughs> that was a, that, everyone, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Don't at me. A strange but not uncommon term for a ship in excellent condition and well looked to, neat and orderly. All right. I mean, it's kind of sort of a roundabout way of saying that, but sure. Arthur. My favorite show on PBS. A well-known sea game alluded to by Gross, Smollett, and other writers. No further details are given. You know, you can't just say, oh, that's a game. Like, if I say, like, uh-oh, time to play Pro Guggler, and then someone's like, the fuck is that? And you just say, a game, and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to get rated as a high satisfaction answer. Can't wait to get in the pro guggler leagues. Fucking 19th century clickbait. <laughs> you won't believe what Arthur is. As deaf as the mainmast. Well, that's sort of self-explanatory, isn't it? Said of one who does not readily catch an order given thus at sea, the mainmast is synonymous with the doorpost on shore. I see. A thwart. A thwart? A thwart. Oh, so that's when someone stops you and you're like, dang it, I've been a thwart. The transverse direction, anything extending or across the line of a ship's course. So yes, anything that comes athwart you is blocking your path. Well done, D. You are the highest scoring contestant this round. All right, yeah. Eat it, Trebek. Allin. A-U-L-I-N. A-U-L-I-N. Oh, okay. So it's not like um, I'm nicking a bet and I'm all in. Not quite. It is an arctic gull given to make other seabirds mute through fear and then eat their discharge whence it is termed dirty allin by the northern boatmen. Hey, literally five shades of what the fuck. It's a shitting bird. Wow. <laughs> I want to go back to Arthur. <laughs> I'm going to go guggle. I'm going to gugglin'. I hated that. I don't want I don't want to go here anymore. I hate that. We've got three more definitions. You can do it. No, I know. I just Avast. Oh, that, that's easy. I don't know how to define it, actually. Oh, shit. The order to stop, hold, cease, or stay in any operation. Oh, well, cool. I finally learned that today. Avast heaving. That's when all that, but it's heaving. The cry to arrest the capstan when nippers are jammed or any other impediment occurs in heaving in the cable, not unfrequently when a hand, foot, or finger is jammed. Oh, okay. Surprisingly salient. And we finish with Awkward Squad. <laughs> when me and the friends roll out on the town. <laughs> when the antique freaks unadvisedly go out in public. <laughs> That's what they call it. We become Awkward Squad. <laughs> Every time we call up for brunch. Every time we do rock, paper, scissors to see who has to call a restaurant for takeout. <laughs> it is a division formed of those men who are backward in gaining dexterity. 
So not a lot has changed. So, okay, so yeah, basically the exact same thing, I see. In about 200 years. Good. You know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And this concludes A in the Sailor's Word Book. Wow, I learned a lot today. Sources for this episode include the Sailor's Word Book. <laughs> They'll never believe it, but... Available as a free digital download on archive.org. So yeah, go in and learn yourself about some uh, Avast Googling. If you would like to suggest an episode topic or just say hello, you can email us directly at at gmail.com, or you can post in our Facebook group Antiques Freaks Friends, or you can tag us on Tumblr, antiquesfreaks.tumblr.com. If you'd like to let us know which letter you'd like us to do next, and you liked learning this letter, <laughs> why don't you hit us up wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave us a review? Or if the app you are listening to us on does not allow for reviews, you can consider posting about us on social media or telling a real-life friend. Or tell a real-life stranger. I'm not picky. If you would like to peruse a wide variety of vintage goods and t-shirts and stickers with the podcast logo on them, you can check out our Etsy shop at etsy.com slash shop slash antiquesfreaks. Coming soon, more clowns. Uh, I can't hold on to these slippery little buggers till as soon as I post them. So if you see a clown you like, you, you best jump on that clown. And if you heard the words Varney the Vampire or the Feast of Blood at the top of this episode and thought, hey, that's intriguing, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash antiquesfreaks, where every week we have another special extra bonus episode, which is us reading and reviewing a chapter of the Penny Dreadful Varney the Vampire or the Feast of Blood. And you can be a part of our five-year plan at patreon.com slash antiquesfreaks. Special shout out to our patrons for paying our hosting fees and filling our hearts with love. So much love. And thank you in particular for listening. That's right, you. Au revoir. Goodbye.